welcome to episode three of Good People Doing Good Shit. We've had two good episodes so far. We've had Ringsiders and Tom Foolery, and we're continuing the train with Mr. Frank Mandolini from the Last Minute Wrestling Podcast, an amazing, amazing wrestling interview podcast from Italy. We're going to talk about, about Italy. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about anything. But first of all, Frank, how are you, sir? Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, I've been quite busy lately, but it's good busy. So, yeah, I, I must keep a positive, positive attitude in this in this time that we're living which is really really weird yeah i think a lot about this series is about like content creation saving a lot of people through lockdown because it really has kept me it kept, kept me going it's i know it's kept you going and a lot of people everybody who's doing content mm-hmm. creation i think a lot of they talk about is just structure it provides them with structure during their day and kind of just something to kind of work towards and hopefully um once the world opens up they can keep going in the in the real in the real life world again or the new normal world mm-hmm. But um, I, I guess we'll just go go back to the start. Uh, how did uh, yeah. the, the Last Minute Wrestling podcast uh, begin originally? Because you've got a quite unique concept that we'll talk about. But how did it kind of, was there any, I, I, I have a feeling with you, it might have been a, a, an, an idea first and then it's kind of changed and developed into what you have now? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started the podcast exactly one year ago, around the time of WrestleMania 20, 36, sorry. Uh, the, the, the same weekend of that WrestleMania. But in my mind, uh, I had been thinking about it for six years, exactly. For like uh, since WrestleMania 30, with the, the storyline of Daniel Bryan. And, you know, uh, uh, that, that was when I wanted to start something. But uh, uh, at the time, uh, podcasting, uh, well, it was around, but not so much uh, as it is in these days. It was uh, mostly uh, like the first couple of big YouTubers were up there. Uh, and I wanted, I, I thought about having a YouTube channel, but I'm not really into that. Uh, I mean, even, even now, even now I, I try not to do so much stuff on camera uh, because mainly, mainly because I feel it needs to get edited a lot and i yeah. don't have time and skills to do that so basically uh, what i what i i ended up doing was uh thinking <laughs> about uh, well, some sort of a radio show or something like that uh and the original idea was the idea that everybody in the world has so uh, uh having a podcast just to talk about wrestling to discuss the storylines to discuss what happened on wrestlemania monday night row etc etc but uh, I did uh, the first two episodes like that. Uh, the first one was a, a WrestleMania 36 prediction. And the second one was like the review of, of the two nights of WrestleMania. Uh, and I grew tired of it immediately. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> tough, man. It's, it's, it's just so much, con- it's so much content, isn't it really? I like, I, I've seen a lot of podcasts out there that do like an AEW podcast like Stephanie Chase. And you've yeah. got like the Impact podcast and that's good. And that's where they were. Like we do our weekly reviews only because it's me and Kieran just chat to each other and have fun. Yeah. But like I guess when it's kind of like the weekly reviews, just sometimes like what when you when when you realize you have to talk about raw at the, at the moment, it's like yeah, no, yeah. no. I mean, and to be perfectly honest with you, I really don't have time to watch that much wrestling in my week. I really don't. I uh, the only thing I try to to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, is uh, dynamite from time to time. Uh, not I, I. I can't watch the full episode. I just watch like a few few matches here and there. 
uh, I try to keep up with uh, with the AEW pay-per-views in general and uh, and some WWE pay-per-views. So just like the big four, probably maybe a little bit more than that, but. There's really not not enough time in my in my week to do to do all, all to watch all of that wrestling. Uh, I watch uh, I used to watch I, I have to say NWA Power like religiously, and uh, I, I probably I still haven't haven't uh, bought it on Fight TV, but I probably will because it's really one of the few uh, very uh, diverse uh, uh, wrestling that you can watch all week. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and everything else is just uh, yeah. From time to time, I get the chance to see a match or two, but I I really don't have time to watch three hours of Monday Night Raw each Monday. Yeah, that that, or, that that that's why I I kind of think AW. That's why AW are my favorite because there you have four pay per views. It's quite cyclical. The bits in between the pay per views, they have good TV feuds, but you don't need to watch them necessarily, and unless there's a title change. But their promo packages are their countdown shows are amazing. Um, yeah. and they're kind of the month before the pay-per-view their builds the pay-per-views are always very good so if you just join back in like a month or even two weeks beforehand you'll get yeah. the entire thing like eddie kingston and john moxley all they needed was two weeks on a microphone and they had everyone hooked yeah yeah totally totally oh i forgot to mention i i check uh i again not the whole episode just a few a few matches but i check from time to time uh aw dark and dark, now dark elevation as well uh, mostly because there are uh, that's the place where you can find uh, a couple of people I had the chance to interview so you know I, I knew those, those guys personally and uh, cheap plug here incoming there is the only Italian wrestler to ever appear on both WWE and AEW uh, I, I mean in the modern days of course we're not counting Bruno Sammartino <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he is a D3 D3, uh, I had the chance to, in- to interview him. He is from Rome, so yeah. properly Italian, not American Italian. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, he's from Rome. He left everything behind, everything That's to so go cool. chase his dream. And he did that like uh, nine years ago at the moment. And uh, he had nothing. He lived in New York. He trained uh, at the House of Accor. And, uh, and to see him thrive now in uh, AW Dark and Dark Elevation is uh, great. Well, well, that's, Every time, that, that's, good pe- that's good people doing good shit. That's exactly that's, Yeah, that's, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I, I wish him all the best. So, Daniele, if, you, if you're listening to this, ciao. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, because there's so many good people. on Some of the matches on Dark Elevation and Dark are just... Like Jungle Boy is ripping it up. You've got and um, Danny mm, yeah. Danny Limelight. Like I think Jungle Boy. I saw a tweet where it was like talking about how like there was someone put a compilation. Which I hate this. This is and I think you you agree. They put a compilation of all the botches from Jurassic Express together and was like, look how uh, bad. And I was yeah, like, fuck it. I was just like, man, did the final four of that was the one of the best battle royals I've ever seen at uh, um, Revolution and. John Silver, yeah. Jungle Boy, Pack, and thing was amazing. And the ending sequence with Phoenix was amazing. Jungle Boy had one of the best matches on Dynamite that I know of with Dax Harwood mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. People, yeah. that, that, that's why this series is just the antidote to that. It's just highlighting the good. Because people who go, the, the guy who spent that much time on making that package is just, it's, 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 well, what, what, <laughs> it's, it's a good sequel. What, what, what are your opinions on the kind of, on the, on the, because we, we, we have a really, really nice core group of people and I'm very grateful for you guys and Ringsiders and Josh yeah. Robinson and Project It. But what are your thoughts on kind of like the culture behind? Because it's come out in the pandemic with a lot of content creation. What are your thoughts on kind of, you had a few issues with 
obviously the the Patreon, which is nothing to do. You, you, you're you're you're, fun, <laughs> you're you're proud of your content, and your content is fantastic, and people are going to pay for it. What were your thoughts on kind of the the Twitter? Sometimes the Twitter community, the the negative sides. Of it? Oh well, it's it's something really weird. It's something that uh, I am really not used to deal with in normal life, in everyday life, because I'm a pretty straightforward person. So whenever I had uh, an issue with everybody, maybe a coworker, maybe uh, a colleague of mine, might be a friend, whatever, I just try to talk it through, really, as a civilized person. And uh, I discovered that the Twitter world uh, sometimes is not that civilized, but uh, I guess it's a part of the part of the, the the set of rules that we've been given by social media in general. I don't want to talk about the people. I want to talk about social media here, yeah. because uh, even if my in my shoot job, I, I work with with uh, communication. Uh, I'm in copywriting, and uh, so I work a lot within the social media uh, realm of things. I really don't like it. If I if that's if if I'm allowed to say that, yeah. uh, because mostly those kind of those 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 kind of medias, though like Twitter, Facebook, whatever, they drive on people insecurities, and yeah. uh, whenever whenever uh, and they want they want you to argue as long as possible, as much as possible. Exactly. Is, is, yes, because that's that's a way to create what they call engagement. You know, if we are arguing, we we likely spend more time on those socials and see more commercials and act accordingly. You know, yeah. At least at least that's the theory behind that, and and I don't like all that. I really don't. So that that's why I try to limit as much as possible in my time on my personal uh, social media. I want to delete them all. I, I am I am this close to do that to to finally delete my personal accounts and probably will just something about the the uh, the, the accounts of, of the last minute wrestling podcast uh, we will survive to that but um, because that's i mean it's a, good, it's, it's a good tool the good side of social media it's a fantastic tool to promote your podcast yeah yeah i mean i am i'm i'm trying to promote something that it's not me it's not frank uh, it, it's just a, a, a show an idea and that's that's very different and uh, i try to keep it as uh, as professional as possible so whenever and, and that's that's a tip i want to give out for people whenever uh, anyone is faced with negativity and uh, with uh, like uh, what we what we can call bullying as well just never reply Never replies the best. Never, Cause they, never, because that's what they want. Never, because they want. They, you you will feed that negativity, and yeah. that will affect your day. I know it's it's very weird, and um, it, it will take it will take a few hours probably for for yourself to to calm down after you see like negative comments or this kind of stuff, but it's really the best way to act because yeah. you have to be professional. You have to be above all of all of those. Uh, criticism, negativity, all all of that, and um, and apart from that, do whatever you want to do. Just exactly. be respectful, be kind to people, and that's it. Uh, yeah. When I when, when I sorry if if I just share this little thing. Uh, when I went to to journalism school, one of the one of the great tips that I was given was uh, was uh, whenever you do an interview, just smile. Of course, we are talking in-person interview, not 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 now via Zoom. 
And I was like, why? Why should I should I smile? And the answer was like, because when when you smile, it is very less likely that you get kicked in the balls. <laughs> and that and that's and that's actually great advice. It, it Trust is, me. It is when you when you think about it. I'm I'm just happy that you know the negativity is a one percent thing and and. and I um we have our we we have a lot of people in this community that are fantastic, but and that's and that's what this is about. But yeah, um, I saw you describe your podcast before. Correct me if I'm wrong. As, yes. As looking into the business side of things in wrestling and taking a different angle, and I, and, I, and I really because really, it's so as you were saying in this wrestling in this wrestling podcast world, it's very hard to find a niche, and I think you have found a smart you have found a needle in the haystack with your with, with the niche with the niche in your podcast because you do do wrestler interviews but the interviews that that like get the most traction and like get, like get the most are, are they kind of they behind the scenes stuff and they're kind of like yeah. the business side and the marketing side what was your obviously i think it comes from your kind of your uh your, your background your, your shoot job <laughs> yeah. and uh, how, how did how did you what what was that moment when you decided oh i'm just gonna co- incorporate the two and how much do the two worlds blend into you yeah uh, maybe it, it just steamed out of my personal interest as you as you said i w- i've always wondered like uh you know even when watching wrestling on tv i've always been fascinated by uh production values camera cuts uh, and all of this kind of stuff and then I, i'm thinking when i when i see like a, um, a female wrestler with uh with a particular makeup or this kind of stuff i'm thinking i'm always thinking oh there must be a makeup artist who who who, who did that and uh, you know or uh, with a great ring gear so you know i think oh there must be some some tailor who did that and and you know i started i started thinking about it uh, and uh, i've seen that there is so many professionals working within the wrestling industry and that oftentimes they are like unsung, unsung heroes and um, I said, okay, let's try to understand a little bit more what they are going through. I, I use the term mm, business because it's it's a catch-all thing, basically. So maybe something can be a little more a little more business, like literally speaking, in uh, promotion, in uh, uh, communication from uh, from uh, a, a wrestling uh, federation or another. And uh, another one can be more like topical. Like, you know, uh, there is maybe a musician that wrote uh, a team song, an entrance team for, for one, of the, one of the wrestlers. I had the chance to interview uh, Zachary Cole, which is the, the, sing- the lead singer of the Downstate Band, oh, which, is the band that, which is the band that provided the, the song, for the, the entrance team for, for Cody Rhodes, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, and many others. I drank in myself. Yeah. The, yeah the, 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 it's uh, it's such a good so i love that wrestling team song i know it gets a yeah. lot of hate but i love it no i love it i absolutely love it and uh and you know this this kind of stuff and uh then of course uh wrestling is the is the thing that uh, connects the dots let's say but it's mostly an excuse to talk about uh, other other things i am a huge frank turner fan and in, in 2015, when I saw that CM Punk was starring in a, in a Frank Turner video, my mind was blown. And uh, a few weeks ago, I had the chance to interview Frank Turner. Yeah, and that was that was the most amazing fucking thing ever. It's so cool. Because, you know, with uh, because of wrestling, I had the chance to do that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to talk about wrestling. 
that's that's basically the 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 idea behind everything yeah um what is your um obviously there's points in podcasts i've had it there's kind of lulls and like you get the peaks and troughs what is your kind of why your kind of tip uh, not not tips what's your kind of process for kind of planning episodes or just keeping yourself going what's the creative process <laughs> in terms of deciding deciding guests is it kind of i think the best bit of uh shout out to jamie mr big, big time bell as we like to call him now uh on ringsiders yeah. um, hi jimmy hi jamie uh he uh he always the best bit of advice i've been given is if their dms are open the worst they can say is no um <laughs> and but what what is your kind of thought around the kind of getting the interviews and kind of the intricacies of like in between not just because it's it's a lot of people don't see the interview and like oh that's all yeah there's so much more behind it. it's like planning interviews so what, are you, what is your process or tips in general Ooh, well uh, that's very difficult um i try to approach it um, from a, a professional standpoint again i'm a, i'm a journalist uh, i i've been working as a journalist uh, uh since 20 2010 or something like that so um i have a, a little bit of experience when when it comes to asking for interviews to like uh, again singers actors whatever and and with wrestlers is no different uh one thing that i try to do is to never approach them through social media because if if they have a, a, a email where they take their bookings always try to to go through the email because this is a, 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 something that that gets noticed. I've, I've been I've been uh, I've been told by by those wrestlers that they notice me among like the thousands of people that made uh, similar requests. They notice me because I did it via email and not just with a DM on yeah. Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And that's that's something that I. I always try to do whenever it's possible. Sometimes you don't get to know the the, the, the personal e- email of the, this particular person. So if if this wrestler is contracted to um, to an organization, try to go through the PR system of that uh, organization. If it's not possible, yeah, then try to try to de- try the DM. That's that's what I do. The last thing I will ever do, and I, I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not giving this advice at all. Is to just blind tag, just public, blind tag public, some, yeah, yeah like, uh, hey, uh, The Rock, wanna come to my podcast at The Rock? No, no, yeah, that's, I... that, that's literally the worst thing you, you can do. And if yeah, I put myself in 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 their spot, if I was the wrestler and I and I and I would have been contacted by somebody in this way. I would immediately block the shit out of out of that that person. Yeah, because that's that's not professional to do. Yeah. With that being it's... said, sorry. With that being said, I know that's, ex- that's exactly that's exactly how I contacted Rob Van Dam to to come for to an interview. So uh, yeah, I, I I try to follow my rules as much as possible, but those like one percent of the time I try something different. Well, Tom, listen, listen, we've got a good segue and we've got some for the week that's in it. WWE Hall of Famer, Rob yeah. Van Dam. Yeah, exactly. Uh, first of all, before we get on to the story, that speech was very, very emotional. The speech that he had at, at the Hall of Fame, that was, mm-hmm. that came out. Yeah. I mean, he being different and being, this is kind of a good, this kind of links into the podcast as well, because a lot of people start wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan in your youth, you're not the most popular person in the world. Like if you're a wrestling <laughs> podcaster, 
it's not the most kind of glamorous thing in the world people are like why are you interviewing these they do fake shit you know all that yeah. sort of stuff <laughs> yeah rob van damme's like from what i saw of the, it was just be different and embrace those differences what did you think of seeing that on the on it was it was exactly what i what i needed to well, hear oh uh, i mean he really is like that for every every interaction i had with him uh, before during and after i recorded the episode with him because we are still in touch that's that's the exclusive news for you we are still in touch so, <laughs> sometimes i sometimes we write to each other Sounds mainly cool. by me mainly by mistake but that happens <laughs> and uh, and um, um every interaction i had uh, he seemed like the most genuine and cool guy ever because uh the the impression i had uh, is that uh, he wanted to help me out at least that's that's really the impression i had out, out of the the interview with it because let's face it like 99.9% of the time whenever we interview uh, a wrestler a famous wrestler they are doing us a favor not yeah. the other way around yeah, yeah. we're 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 not the the joe rogan podcast that uh, okay yeah, yeah. we're not we're not the, we're not the sean ross or the alex mccarthy yeah. of the world where they're getting back yeah with absolutely absolutely so uh if, if if they are going if they are going to their podcast okay that's uh that's visibility for a wrestler even for a very famous one uh, if they go to the uh, we talk to Dave LaGreca on Sirius XM X X XM yeah sorry XM yeah that's visibility for them if they are coming to the last minute wrestling podcast uh, and talk with Frank Mandolini they are doing me a favor so i have to be grateful for that for that opportunity and of course the uh, the more i don't want to say important but yeah more famous probably more famous they are the bigger the favor <laughs> for yeah. me it is and in the, in that case of rob van dam i think it was literally one probably one day he woke up and he said he said to himself okay let's help out this guy from italy that's i, I think that that that's really what what was behind everything and um he was extremely uh, cordial with me whenever we we had to, had to decide how to and when to record the interview. Uh, he let me choose basically everything about it. Uh, he didn't, uh, it, it, you know, it, it may happen, especially with famous people. They 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 could ask you something like, "Oh yeah, but but don't don't make that question. Don't, don't ask me don't about that. that. Don't say that. Yeah, you know." It wasn't like that at all. He said, "Okay, go ahead. I'm pretty much an open book." And uh, uh, he, I, I feel like that uh, I was being tested in some way, but just I mean it in a, in a positive way. I mean, like, um, yeah, you know, he is a very not only a professional wrestler but a professional entertainer as well. So whenever he talks during an interview as well. He talks to a level to uh, he has some rhythm some cadence and you know something that uh, you can you can tell he's been doing that for 30 years yeah and, I, uh, the point in the interview where i thought oh my like he's an open book is when the j the wrestlers court and um, flip yeah. because yeah. that was that is that is something that you must have been inside like you must have been like oh my god i'm getting these stories and stuff like that and the yeah. hard the, the holly the holly and jbl stories but I'd say that was the moment where you were like, I'd say, even if he says he's an open book, 
you had yeah. it in the back of your head oh i better not ask a I hope I don't ask a question that every question has a lot of nerves to it, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and even if he, if, well, if, whoever it is, not just Robin them, but even if you get uh, an interesting story out of someone, that doesn't mean that uh, legally speaking, because now there is the journalist in me kick, kicking out, um, legally speaking, that story can come bite you in the ass any moment, man. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. If he says something that uh, can be uh, uh, that you can be accused of liability or, or slander towards uh, uh, def, 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 defamation, as well. defamation, it? yes, and uh, you know, and you are legally responsible of that. You, the, the the poor humble podcaster from Italy, is the one who, who will pay out of somebody else's words. So you get you gotta pay attention about it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, uh, podcasting is often seen like, uh, you know, something to pass the time. But uh, uh, whenever, if, if something bad happens and you have to go to court, you are treated as any other, any other media. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You, you, don't, you don't expect any journalist to, to do some defamation towards any other people, right? Yeah, exactly. Even if it's not the journalist himself who said that, even if it's the people that was uh, being interviewed saying that, I'm getting. It. I, so, I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a college journalist now, so I'm getting. I'm learning all of this and learning all. I'm doing a lot of interviews and learning how the legal side of it. So it's it's an interesting yeah. world. It's a crazy world that a lot of people don't. Want, that a lot, a lot, we see yeah. jur- journalists are always the uh, journalists are always the ones that are on the front page when when someone's when a story goes wrong. But you know, it's 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 a tough, <laughs> it's a tough gig. But yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. But Rob Van Dam, obviously, was one of the interviews. But do you want to name? I don't. I, I know every interview means a lot. But is there any other interviews that you think are like landmarks or kind of big in your head or like a moment that you knew that this was not this was, you know, the way we all started as a hobby. But in the back mm-hmm. of our head, we're all like, we want to make this something good. I want to be. Was there any moment where you thought, yeah, I've done a good job. I, I've I've done a good well here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every every interview uh, we feel that, and uh, especially uh, I tweeted I tweeted the other day that uh, you know uh, the what what's my best interview? It's always the last one. <laughs> so so uh, today I just published the interview I did with Sari Naro from NWA Power, and uh, he he's such a cool guy, and I had so much fun talking with him, and uh, I'm I can say I'm really proud of that, and um, even if it's not like you see another thing that i learned is that you don't always have to talk with famous people to to enjoy that you know 100%. and uh, and uh sari nauro is a great wrestler a great guy but is not on the same level as robin dam of course uh, but i still got a kick out of his interview um so somebody else uh the first interview i did with uh, an Italian wrestler in ICW in Scotland called Luca De Pazzi. Yeah, shout out Luca De Pazzi. It's something, something that uh, I, I really... It, it's really important to me, not only because it's the first interview, but because, that, uh, because of that interview, uh, we started a great friendship 
now we are texting each other <laughs> pretty much every day. So that's that's a real a really important one for me. And I can't wait to have like a round two with him because uh, I I think that uh, now I am more confident in what I do, and uh, he knows me more. So we can be even more like um, there there could be more flow in the interview if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so. Oh my God! Uh, there are so many that I that I loved uh, for many different reasons. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, Legend. amazing person, amazing person, and and someone that I can I think I can legitimately call my friend at, at this point. Yeah, no, he, yeah. Uh, he 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 was on the podcast at the start of the pandemic, and I am um, I have a photo on my Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it. It's probably been on Twitter of me in a yeah. reindeer outfit beside Speedball, and yeah. now uh, Speedball is such a cool guy and the stuff he's doing on Twitch. But that man, I went to. Luca the Patsy and Speedball, like I went to 16 yeah. car sixteen Cara before the pandemic hit and obviously Speedball mm -hmm. and Bandito, we saw Luca the Patsy in yeah. this showcase. That's yeah. the last time wrestling was alive and well, alive and well in front of fans. But no, the, the, the community of people that you brought together and just the variety, everything is key. You're keeping us on, you and Ringsider do it so well. You keep everyone on their toes with just different angles, <laughs> different interviews. And it's, yeah. it's fine. I'd say that's something that your variety is something that you pride yourself and I see it from him. From, from yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. Uh, if 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 I can just name drop another couple of people, uh, the one interview I'm particularly grateful for is the one that I did with Kim Hurwitz, which is the chief marketing officer of Fight TV, which is the one that started the, uh, the that me getting involved with Fight. Um, she was uh, such a she still is such an amazing woman and amazing. Uh, uh, creative mind when it comes to marketing and um, as i said oh well joe hendry that you had the chance to talk with uh, as well joe hendry great guy as well uh, I absolutely i absolutely loved the interview we did together and uh oof. oh yeah there are uh, like a thousand people from the 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 youtube slash uh, influencers i would say in the within the wrestling uh, community so chris van fleet simon miller uh afonso maheru i hope i said the correctly the surname uh, from hillbook um those are guys that i loved to talk to absolutely yeah. loved so yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so, so many names. Sorry, so so, sorry, sorry if the list was was too, a bit too long. No, no, and and if you left anyone, anyway, everyone on that list is just fantastic, and I love them all. But um, I want to say a sentence to you, and you tell me how this feels. Frank Mandolini, you are Italy's number one wrestling podcast. How yeah, does, totally true. Totally true. That must <laughs> uh, uh, after the initial. Oh yeah, I'm great. <laughs> it must feel surreal. <laughs> no i don't uh, actually i don't think that's real that's just some stupid thing i i put on my on my bio <laughs> on twitter but i mean in in some way it is real because i am the only the only italian who has uh, a wrestling podcast in english so yeah. that's that's there is some truth in that and uh the only one that does this kind of interviews uh uh in english as well that was a question from uh hooch so yeah oh, think, okay uh, okay uh, you can tell uh, <laughs> Hooch will just give me a few questions that was one of them yeah Hooch uh, aka Alex Kingston aka the man who will make the comeback uh, next year in, in <laughs> Dallas oh man that was how cool was that how cool was that day? I'm so happy I got that scoop but how I, I nearly I, I nearly cried I nearly cried when I heard when I, when I heard when I told it when I heard him saying it man it was so cool I mean that's amazing that's that's amazing uh well you know what you should you should like uh, uh, 
for every people that you interview, try to have uh, an exclusive scoop of, of them debuting for Wrestling Federation. Oh, it's, so yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, yeah I, w- I will give you mine as well. So, Who's which the AEW is, confirmed? Frank, the AEW confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, I've been, uh, since I started the, this podcast, I've been in touch with, uh, with an Italian promoter, uh, Fabio Tornaghi. Ciao, Fabio, uh, from um, Rising Sun Wrestling. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, He's been, he's been uh, also a guest of the show. I did an interview with him and uh, he, he's such a fun guy. Uh, and <laughs> whenever, when, whenever we get to the chance to speak, he, he always tells me, oh, you have to debut for Rising Sun. You have to, we have to do something once, once we have the shows back. So you have to do like a manager or, or GM oh, you, or you, something. You, like. you, you would be an amazing <laughs> manager, man. You would be so good. I would love to. And look at the parts as well. He's so much into it. Uh, when when I started, uh, when when I did the, the partnership with uh, Manscaped that you do as well, yeah, shut up, man. Uh, it was like uh, it was something like, okay, now we gotta do something together with Manscaped. You gotta be like a manager, uh, and <laughs> and we have to promote Manscaped uh, and the, the manscaping culture or something like that. Oh, so yeah, the, the, those two guys are really really making me laugh a lot every time I get the chance to talk with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I'm glad we got onto the positive side. It's just great to hear all these stories, and it's amazing. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, you, like we talk about silver linings. What are the? Do you think that this silver line, the pandemic, with do you, do you think this podcast would have been the same if the pandemic hadn't happened? Because everyone's just so available oh. right now. Or do you, do you do you think this is like? I I think. I mean, as bad as it has been at times, I think the silver lining is that I've been able to talk to so many people and get to know people like you and stuff like that. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on that kind of? Absolutely, uh, I agree a hundred percent. Probably, if it wasn't for the for the pandemic, my podcast would have never existed, and I wouldn't have the chance to not only to do the the cool interviews, but also to meet uh, some great people like you, like Hooch, uh, uh, Jamie, and uh, everyone in between that I'm sure I am forgetting at the moment. So, <laughs> like. Uh, um, I can truly say that uh, for me, it has been uh, a, a personal growth experience, 100. percent That's that's the most important thing that I that that I will that will be with me forever. Even if uh, one day this podcast ceases to exist, uh, I will forever cherish that memory because uh, you know um, having such a connection with uh, many people around the world is not something that I take for granted. And exactly. uh, I, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw a question back at you that you put up on Twitter that I'm going to use in this podcast going forward. What yeah. is Frank Mandolini? What is your definition of success? Is it happiness? Oh. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is it? I said this last week to the boys. For me, it's happiness first. And if you're happy, you're making good content. If you're making good content, people will look at it. What, what, what about you? Oh, I, I know, I know that uh, <laughs> that 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 particular question would have come back and bite me in the ass. Um, my idea of success is really, really different. Is it, it? 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 I mean, what kind of success we are, are we talking? For example, yeah. my if if I have to think about something really short term. I would think that success could be like uh, making a living out of something I like, which can be podcasting, can be my actual shoot job, which is something that I like. And I, ca- I can say to myself that I'm 
pretty successful in that because I can live with my passion, you know. But uh, of course, there is some, there is so much more than just just to make a living with something. Uh, for example, uh, it sounds cliche, but it's good to put smile on people's faces. Yeah, it really when, is. When you see people, when you see the like as 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 cheap as it may sound, when you see people say listen to this podcast it's a good job you you smile it it's it, it does feel it's it's, yeah. ser- it's serotonin it's literally me yeah. and me and the ringsiders met because jamie said this podcast is really good and then the the thing is gone and i then through that i met you so that's yeah exactly I, it's it. absolutely so that's there, there's also that or uh or it can be uh, to get the chance to talk with somebody that you really really looked up to that that can be seen as success as well uh, if I think uh, before I mentioned Frank Turner, um, I am not, uh, I, I don't have any tattoos on me, but probably if I, if I were to tattoo something, it would probably be a Frank Turner lyric on myself. You know what I mean? So that, that says a lot about uh, what I think about him as a, as an artist, as a songwriter. And uh he had the chance to to play at the Olympics. He played at uh, Wembley Arena. He uh, did more than two thousand five hundred gigs. You know, it, it it's something that uh, is incredible. And to think that I had the chance to speak with someone who opened uh, the concert for Green Day, for example, that's mind blowing to me. And that can be also a definition of success, just to get the chance to talk with this kind of people. So uh, I think that my definition of success is not unique, uh, is, is something that uh, may vary depending on of what are we talking about, for example. Yeah, I, I love that answer. And before we wrap up, um, a big thing about this podcast for me was mental health and yeah. kind of this is the, the pod, the, the, I, I've been, I, I, as I said in the pilot, this podcast was on long of a journey of a recovery from mental health struggle. What has this podcast done for you um, mentally? Um, what was it meant to your mental health in general? And um, just just talk a little bit about that. That's pretty much an open question. I'm not gonna, but like, what, 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 what <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, I, I have to say that uh, I am, I'm a pretty balanced person and confident person. So I never really had uh, issues uh, with, uh, fortunately, I never really had issues with uh, like uh, uh, depression, anxiety, and all this kind of stuff. So I, I probably my starting point was a little bit more uh, positive than, uh, than, than others can be. But with that being said, um, this past year with the pandemic, of course, has hit everybody. And uh, one way or another, more or less. And uh, of course, to me, that has been a great, uh, a great way to, to go- get through this and, uh, and, and try to keep, keep myself uh, with my usual positive attitude. And um, there is, for example, like right before the pandemic started last year in 2020, I was about to quit my job which uh, is, a, is a job that uh, I loved, but it was in a toxic environment. So I knew I had to quit because uh, after a few years there, that, that was it for me. And uh, I tried to, to change and uh, I was about to, to change 
and go do another job. But then the pandemic stopped everything. So I had to press pause on that plan. I had to keep on grinding and staying in a place that I know that wasn't good for me, wasn't good for my mental health, we could say. And uh, the, the podcast helped me. Yeah, that was the creative outlet that I had that uh, made me <laughs> survive through the structure. The, year. the, the structure, yeah. it, it kept it kept the kind of frame, like it kept the foundations in the. In, in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and this year, once uh, uh, things seemed like starting to be a little bit better, just a little bit, I said, okay, it's time, quit your job, and I did. I did quit my job. Now I'm self-employed. And uh, I do what I like to do for a living. Uh, it's, of course, it's a grind, like everything in life. We got we, we, we to push through. But it's, uh, it's something that, yeah, probably without the podcast, I would have never done. Or would Confidence. have maybe, Confidence. yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe I would have uh, like um, suffered a little bit more in this decision or something like that. Now I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's all about saying let's fuck it sometimes. Yeah, that that, that can be a lesson that I learned about myself because of because of the podcast. So I don't know if it, if it answers your question. 100%, no, that, that but... answer that answers it perfectly because obviously um, it, uh, mental health it comes in a lot of shapes and sizes and forms and kind yeah. of levels. And that was a perfect, perfect answer. And that's a great way. We're going to get you, we're, we're going to chat again soon, I'm sure. Because yeah, I'd love to. We, we, we will definitely, um, definitely be chatting again soon. Hope maybe with the Ringsiders boys, we never know. Maybe we'll get a big super collab come Whoa. One, one day. I don't think the internet will be ready for that. Um, yeah, the, 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 better be. Oh, Ringsiders, uh, LMW, High Racing Podcast with beers. Oh no, that, that would, that, that would be, that, <laughs> that, that would be nice. But um, Frank, before you go, um, this has been good people doing good shit. Do you want to plug away everything you have? Let, let us know what's going on in your world. Yeah, uh, you can find me wherever you go on social media just by typing in at LMW Podcast, basically everywhere, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you go through the old YouTube, it's Last Minute Wrestling Podcast that you have to find. And uh, just... Where, wherever you listen to your podcast, just look for Last Minute Wrestling Podcast. And if you are doing it through Spotify, nope, I said the wrong one. Apple. If you are doing it through Apple Podcast, be a very kind human being and leave a five-star review to this gentle Italian guy. Thank you so much. It's good for the algorithm, as they all say. <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah, the for fucking the algorithm. Algor we got to feed the algorithm, baby. Yeah, the algorithm seems like a, a someone who never just never gets never never gets never gets tired of, eat, of eating eating up information. No, <laughs> no, but, absolutely. But yeah, but yeah, as I as for us, obviously, you know, where we you even find us, hallway grabs pod on Twitter, um, project dates, all the the project dates, but we've got a big WrestleMania. Obviously, this will be coming out after WrestleMania weekend, but hopefully, you enjoyed WrestleMania weekend. And um, there's a lot of streams going up, and we we're going to keep going with good people doing good shit because it's a it's a feel good, heartwarming series, and I'm really looking forward to meet talking with loads of other people but if these first three episodes are anything to go by we're in for a special series so as i have been rain that has been francesco mandolini aka the last minute wrestling podcast this has been good people doing good shit have a good one stay safe people stay safe.